Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. think you are. Let's think about this a little bit. Everything that our desire and our purpose promises us comes through the process of believing. Now think about this. Everything that our desire and our purpose promises us comes through the process of believing. Now you might get hung up a little bit on the idea that, well, where does this promise come from? That's scriptural. Um, that's spiritual, that is uh, universal law-based. Um, the idea that nothing just is in and of itself, that it's always connected to something else. And I think, of course, I don't know this for sure, and I don't think anybody could either prove this or disprove it, but I think that the original thinkers in mankind, probably realized to some degree that everything was connected in some strange way. Um, Probably even before they started thinking of any kind of a religious concept. A matter of fact, it wouldn't surprise me if it's what led them to think in terms of a religious concept, because the if you would if you would start to analyze the world that's around you uh you would realize that after you would do certain things you would get things that you desired would start showing up in your life that you would start to see the cause and effect you would see the results start to show up in different ways and at some point, you start thinking, where where does it originate? Now, what's also probably very true is the speed in which understanding would occur back in that time would be very much connected to the development of language. Um Language is, was a big uh, development as far as how much can our intellect actually develop? What direction can it develop and What's the depth in the understanding of things? Words gave us the ability to give things meaning. So it would move from sounds to some form of the constructed word over a period of time. And as the constructed word would then develop, we would begin to see the cause and effect of something because we could describe something that we were observing that previously we could not actually put language to. So it's fascinating when you really look back at it and you start to think, well, I wonder how and when these things came about so that there was some kind of an understanding that there was a method to the way life was showing up. Having said that, the idea though is if I have a desire, if I have a purpose, 
I can't have that without the possibility of the manifestation already being present at the same time. It has to be there. We know that now. We know that now. But what is the process that allows that to occur in the reality of our life? That process is believing. Believing is an active process. It's not a passive process. It's an active process. Like, if I want clean teeth, I will brush my teeth. That is an active process. It's not going to happen on its own. I have to set an intention. I have to get up and go do it. I have to put the toothpaste on the toothbrush. You know, I have a, it's an active process of going after an outcome. When we're going after an outcome of something that the only place that it currently exists is in the image of our mind, believing is that process. It is the active process of the manifestation of that which is an image or a feeling or uh, a construct of both existing in us in some way. Even as much as we see a reflection of it out in the world, things that we want, maybe it's something somebody else has or something somebody else is doing, and it resonates with us based on the law of vibration. We feel the resonance in our own body, in our soul. We know that in some way we are connected to this thing. We also know that it's inevitable that things must change in order for the development and the manifestation of that for which I want. It, nothing stays the same. And the more we dig our heels into not wanting the, to change, the more that we're, we're literally facing uh, the complete destruction of whatever it is that we say that we want. We cannot get somewhere without changing what we're doing so that we can adapt to what is necessary in the believing process in order to manifest what we want. Um, Thinking is an active process, not a passive process. We have to say, I'm going to think about a thing. I'm going to think about that in which I want to manifest and to create into my life um, in whatever way that I want. So, if you think strong you'll be strong. If you think strong, you'll be strong. If you think weak, you'll be weak. The mind tells the body what to do. And we control the mind. We have two processes happening. We have the process of believing and we have the process of thinking. The process of believing is also a way of thinking. It's a specific way of using the mind to get a result that we're looking for. We can be unclear. We can think based on uh, the way things currently appear to us. And because 
we have a dollop of information sitting in front of us about some specific thing that we're analyzing, if we don't consider anything other than the information that's in front of us, we're put into a cage around how we're thinking about that thing. In order to break through that and create something different, the way that we think is important. We have to move into the believing aspect of how we're thinking, believing in what we want, believing in the end result. Also, how we think about, uh, how we think in nature, just in the nature of how we think, and how we think as far as believing, we're either doing it strong or weak. There's really no in between there. And then, of course, then that is going to determine the state of being in which we are right now, and it's going to determine how we want to show up. Or, I'm sorry, how we actually want the result to show up. If I energize a thought based on some kind of fear, and most fears are irrational, let's face it, right? But some kind of a fear. I am making that thought weak. I am making the process weak. I am making the possibility weak. I am engaging in an undesirable outcome through the improper use of my imagination. So I start visualizing what I don't want to happen. There may be a whole subset uh, of stacked beliefs and reasons and ideas and possibilities that are going on inside of me that are rooted in my core wound or deep-seated fears that I have or rejections from other individuals or the uh, imagining what could possibly go wrong and how other people will react to me. This is weak thinking. It's weak thinking because we create, you know, if you, if you look at, I'm going to go through a decision-making process, I'm going to create something. Well, what's your desired outcome? My desired outcome is to have this stellar result, whatever it might be. And I want to make that happen in my life. What's the information that you're going to pull from in order to allow that to, to occur? Well, I have a subset of facts and figures and ideas. And then, of course, I have the biggie, which is the past. What information have I gathered from my past? And that's probably one of the most dangerous ones because whatever information that you're using from your past, um, may, it may be 100% accurate, like it may be solid information, but it's in the past. And also everything that was to go with whatever the manifestation of it was that's in your past is also in the past. It's not the same situation. It's not the same circumstance. It's a different time. It's a different place. It's different people. It's a different desire. It's a different energy. There's different reasons. There's different motivations in order for us to move forward in the direction that we want. 
Sometimes we need to consider information, but ultimately when we make a decision, the idea is that we think strong. We think strong from the aspect of, I'm going to believe for this thing to happen in my life the way that I want it to happen. You're stronger than you think you are. You're stronger than you think you are. The strength of that belief process has to already be there. We know that now. We didn't always know that, but we know it now. And the knowing of that, the internal representation of what we're looking to accomplish is already in us to a great degree because we're harmoniously tapped into that which we desire. That law of vibration and how it works with this in particular is so fascinating and amazing because it's clearly just an energetic principle. That thing in which you're in harmony brings everything with it in order for the manifestation of that thing. And yet, if I'm thinking out of my past, if I'm thinking out of my fear, if I'm thinking about what I don't want, what I'll lose, what could go wrong, I weaken the entire process. My thought is weak. My belief is weak. My results are weak. My adaptation to something new becomes weak. Going to the next level always costs us something. We cannot escape this, ever. We, we have to realize, and, we, and we, we really have to accept that if I'm going to go to the next level in my life, in any area of my life, it's going to cost me something. I have to be willing to pay that price. I have to be willing to give something up. I maybe have to be willing to change something. I may have to be willing to um, uh, change people that are in my life, adapt to new people that are in my life, set boundaries with old people that are in my life, raise my standard about what I say that I want but I also have to be very, very, very careful to not drag the past into whatever that might be, because all that is just pure fear. I have to stay out of, this is what happened last time. This is what it cost me last time. This is how I screwed it up last time. The great thing about having that past be relevant in any way is that it can be a reflection for what not to do this time. In other words, if I, if I indeed showed up weak in my thought process, in my active believing process, and it caused me to have a bad result, maybe even a huge screw up, 
I can now look at my past and go, you know, as I approached this, I got into fear or I started thinking in reverse or I started putting the wrong people uh, in the project or consulting with uh, what they think and it was wrong. Whatever it might be, it doesn't matter. Whatever it might be, we can look back and we can reflect on, okay, here's places that I made mistakes. Here's where I showed up less than energetic the way that I need to be. Here's where I had doubts. Here's where fears and worries began to creep in. Here's where I then made choices based on those fears that caused it to even be more catastrophic in nature. So that's the, that's the blessing of being able to use, excuse me, being able to use the, uh, the way that we think about the past. But the strength, the utter strength of your ability to think is astounding. You don't need anybody else to do it. You don't need anybody else to agree with you to do it. However, there is something about the, about this idea that is very important. And this is, this is a, a biblical teaching. Somebody could actually find the chapter and verse of this if you want to look for it. I don't have it at my fingertip. But in the Christian Bible, it points out that if you have other people that believe with you on the same thing and that you're in agreement, the more people that you have within that agreement, uh, you exponentially make that belief stronger. exponentially make it stronger. It's a beautiful thing. Let's say that that one person steps up and says, here's a goal that I want to do. Here's something that I want to, to accomplish. And we all believe with that person. It exponentially makes that person stronger. It makes their belief stronger. It makes their thinking stronger. And the energy that it sends out into the universe to bring back the, the results, the ideas, the resources, it makes it stronger. I believe it says a triple braided cord cannot be broken. If you look at it, if you look it up in the Bible. Matthew 18, 19, beautiful. Beautiful. There's another one. Um, Genesis 12, 1 and 2. If you get a chance, go look that up. Genesis 12, 1 and 2. Let me see if I can grab this really quick. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Quietly, God made a promise to Abram. Now, what is, what is, is so important within that, within that statement? Because he said, go do this, and I will make you this. Go do it, and I will make you this. 
I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will, I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. But he had to do it. He had to step out and do it, which means that he had to take his thought and make it strong. There's a lot of really great stuff in these old religious texts. If you get in there and you get out of the religiosity of in your mind and you just look at the, the relationship between God and man or the relationship between spirit and man, and it predominantly is always that the power, the strength, the belief, the outcome is already there in the universe, and it shows up as man or woman steps into that probability. It's, it's always meeting the person based on the decision, the activity, the experience, and how that person actually shows up. Your belief is strong because you, in the way that you think, you can make it strong. You're stronger than you think you are. All the strength in the universe is here for you to use on a daily basis. There is nothing that you're going to come up against that is stronger than the way you choose to think about it. That's where the strength shows up. Nothing absolutely nothing is stronger than the way you choose to think about it. If you say this is great, if you say this will happen, if you say this is the result that I will manifest, the universe has no choice but to show up and reflect the level of the strength that you're putting into it. No choice. No choice. The choice was given to us. The ability to choose, the ability to be able to wield that belief in the direction of what it is that we want to create and to bring our fellow human beings into that process with, it, with us and say, this I will do, this will be done, this is how I'm gonna create this and everything is going to work out perfectly. Last piece of this, and then I'll let everybody get on with their day. We have to do our individual best. Now, this is really important because if you start to get into comparing yourself to someone else, you will botch this up. It's really interesting because it, it really kind of shows that the power that you have as an individual is also, not only is it already there, but it's, it's being uncovered or exposed based on your own process of growth. Where are you in your process of growth? What's your experience? What's your awareness? How are you showing up every day? 
The only thing that's ever required is that you just give your individual best and that you're honest with yourself about that best, radically honest with yourself about that best, and you attempt to make it a little bit better each time. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. It doesn't matter what their best is. It just matters what yours is and how you're going to show up because that power, that strength is within you, the way that you're going to think about it and the honesty in which you will confront your own self with. So all we have to do is be aware of our best, be honest about our best and try to show up in our best every single day. And if it, if, if we, let's say we blunder it in some way today. Tomorrow, if I say to myself, if I ask myself the question, did I really give yesterday my best? And the answer is no, for whatever reason, doesn't matter what the reason is. As long as I'm honest with myself about that, I allow myself to move into the next level of power for me. You know whether you gave today or yesterday or the thing you're doing your best or not. You know. You know. You also can't cheat God, right? You can't pretend or lie and say, I gave it my best, when you know damn well you didn't give it your best. There doesn't have to be any shame around it. There doesn't have to be any embarrassment around it. The only thing that needs to be there is the honesty with yourself. It's your relationship. It's your relationship with you and how you're actually showing up to do something. And if I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter what the reason is. I did not give it my best yesterday. Great. Because now I can say, okay, how is my thinking strong today. How can I give it my very best today? One little notch, one little movement forward, one little conscientious idea of, I am going to put a little bit more effort, a little more belief into this thing. And bam, just like that, the universe responds to it and you get a totally different result. Because it cannot reject your intention of what you want to put out and move forward. Everything that our desire and our purpose promises comes to us through believing. And our belief is either a strong belief or it's a weak belief. There is no middle ground. Show up strong. Your thought is strong. If you think your thought is strong, your thought is strong. If you think your belief is strong, your belief is strong. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.